Oh, so he went and looked him up? Yeah. <laughs> that guy's a big old tool bag. He's a, he's a something. He's a something. <laughs> We're not talking about anybody. Yeah. We're talking about a whole other guy from a whole different gym. Somebody. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I, I, I think that, I mean, obviously you had to have the, the engine and the work capacity to do well on it, but you could see a guy who didn't necessarily have the best engine, who had a uh, really good toe-to-bar and muscle-up um, maybe that's just two movements at their wheelhouse. They have really good, like, like core, uh, just core flexion capacity, right? They do really well in those two particular movements. Um, and usually people who are good at total bar are usually pretty solid at, like, muscle-up stuff as yeah. well. Um, that's really where that workout really was won or lost. Um, oh, for sure. Definitely on the gymnastic side. Yeah, because uh, I, I would say on, like, the top-end guys, I would say maybe it came down to the rower a little bit to a degree. Probably. Cause, like just being able to hold like that extra 200, mm-hmm. 300 pounds an hour. Well, exactly, right? So let's say you were able to maybe finish, get off the rower 15, 20 seconds faster than one guy and able to hold a higher wattage or a calories per hour on the second row. You could easily probably make a, a minute on somebody yeah. in, that, in that workout, which is a huge separator when you get back to the total bar. Um, but I think for the most part, it was more – that workout in general, I mean, I like the workout, but it's – uh. It's not the nastiest open workout no. ever by any means. It's kind of a straightforward one. And that one's a very, uh, there's a lot of strategy in that one to a degree. Some workouts you don't have as much strategy. It's a little bit of like, maybe I just, well, maybe I started a little bit slower. Maybe I came out the gate a little too hot on the thrusters or the burpees, whatever it may be. Um, but that one was all about like strategizing your first row, nothing about too hot, strategizing your, your total bar variations. Um, Managing fatigue on the power clean to not waste you for the muscle ups. Obviously, you muscle up, uh, you know, scheming was or uh, planning was a big deal in that workout as well. So it's not like straight worth capacity, I think, as to a degree. Obviously, there's always work capacity involved, but you could have somebody who just had a really bad game plan give you by somebody who just executed better and not necessarily as fit per se. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think the next two open workouts are going to be a little bit more. Grindy, grindy, and, and grind so, for sure. I don't. I think this next one you're gonna have like some sort of like. Let me ask you: Do you think it's another repeat? Because some of you were thinking it's gonna be all repeats this year. Uh, it would make. I mean, I have a workout in mind. I think if they do repeat, it'll be that overhead squat and chest bar one. I think. Do you know what number that was? Uh, I don't know, but I know kind of how it went. So it's Are you like, talking about the one that has like the window period? You have yeah. to do X amount of work to move yeah. on. Okay. That's how. That's kind of like how I think the workout's going to be this week. We I haven't done that like a while. It's been a few yeah. years since I've done something like that. So I think they're going to have. You'll have like two rounds. You can like. You have to get two rounds done in like four minutes. And mm-hmm. then it's like what like starts out around like six or eight reps. Yeah, something like that. It's like two rounds of like, like eight like or squats eight, or six six. Ten ten. Yeah, the volume keeps going up for two rounds. You have like three or four minutes to get it done every single time. I don't. I don't know if it's two minutes or if it's three minutes. I think it's maybe like three minutes, but you have two rounds every time okay, I think. Yeah, and just the volume goes up at like maybe like two reps yep. or something like that starts like six goes eight ten twelve you just keep going something so like that no, hold maybe, it. It was, so maybe it starts at like four or maybe it's different movements yeah. or like whatever it may be but I think that's the style I think that's the workout never told the Tyler East story uh-huh. so I want to say because it, it, they've done a couple different workouts with like chest of bars where it's the same concept you had like a small window work to be done in like a small time frame and you had to get done to move on to the next section. Yeah. And I remember he redid the workout because he wanted, he was like super close to getting into the next section. Okay. So he wanted to redo it and try to get into the next one. 
And so it was at the old box, and uh, I remember judging him. And he's getting to the, it's like, I think maybe it might have been the overhead squat one. And so he gets the pull-ups, and he's got to finish out the pull-ups before, obviously, the time hits so he can move on. And he's going, and he has like five seconds, and he has one more pull-up left. One more. And he jumps up and goes to do it, and he pulls. And his chest is probably a good two or three inches away from hitting the bar, and he just drops him like, no I had to give him a no rep on the very last no. rep. If he'd have got that rep, he'd have moved on to the... And I felt so bad for no repping him. But I'm like, I can't dude, it, dude, if it had been like somewhat close, like even doing like a like slice of their air, I probably would have gave it to you. But dude, you weren't even close. Like there was like a good like almost fist gap between oh you and God, the bar. I see him just like hitting his knees right there. He did. Like he, he pulled and he like he pulled as hard as he could and he couldn't make contact. He just fell to the floor because he knew like that was his last rep. And he kind of looked, and he kind of looked at me like, did like I get it? Look. And I was like, dude, I can't get nah, that, that one. Like, that was not even <laughs> close. And I felt so bad about it. That's but um, it'd be interesting to see uh, if they come out just re- repeat. Because I think if they do a repeat, and they might throw you off the scent, but if they do another repeat this week, you know, everybody's going to be like, well, it's definitely going to be a repeat next week. Yeah. And they might just be throwing you off the scent. It might be two repeats and last miss. Last would be throw like a random one. Uh, yeah. No, I can see them not repeating that and just having to make some sort of workout like that. Yeah. Because uh, I thought their hit was kind of stupid, but Was that ball going down? Yeah, their, their hits every week are stupid, but... I mean, I guess... All right, we got interrupted there. We're going. Um, but the, the hit he threw out last week, I guess technically it made sense in the way of, like... Like going backwards. The red air, like going back, like going a back repeat, I guess, to a degree, kind of made sense. And he what he posted, like, like a ping pong ball going down, yeah. right? And... I guess the logical thing would be like descending well, or that's something. The, the only thing logically, you're like, all right, twenty down to ten, or like ten down mm-hmm. to one again. Uh, like the death of burpee one. Literally, could, could be a repeat. Could be a repeat. Could and be so, repeat. Uh, you know, it's a possibility. And so, um, when the hell are these kettlebells coming into play? That's what I want to know. Well, they never had kettlebells in the open. I know. And just because they list that, like I told you that when they like list, they're just, like, just because they, they list it doesn't mean they have to use it. I'm just saying. They kind of do that sometimes because they like shock and all, but they don't even use it. Like every gym in America has bought like hundreds of kettlebells by now. Well, I remember the year that they, the, the dumbbell year. Dumbbells were like sold out. Like 2017 was the dumbbell year. Yeah. Right? Every open workout was nothing but dumbbells. And at the time, I don't think we had like a big plethora of dumbbells. We didn't use dumbbells all that often. And uh, it's funny because now we love dumbbells. Yeah. But, um I remember having to buy dumbbells. Like, I think we even drove to Houston and got some. To get dumbbells? To get dumbbells. Yeah. No, actually, I think we actually, we got lucky because we called a place in Houston who was like a fitness depot place, whatever like that, that like sold fitness equipment. And they just so happened to be driving to like Charles that week. To like so go, just got lucky. They like were coming in to like go to the Burge or something like that. And they're like, oh, we'll just drop it off to you. Oh, and nice. Like, I was like, that's super nice up. And so we got lucky in that retrospect. But, um... So, but no, it'd be, it'd be, should be interesting. Uh, and also as of yesterday, so this is Thursday, we released the, uh, the movement standards for the hoedown throwdown. Oh, did you? Okay. And, and the Facebook page. Nice. So you haven't seen those, make sure you go, that'll give you a general idea. Yesterday and I was like, I don't know if I can what, tell you all what the movements are. Uh, yeah. Well, or at least the main movements that you need to know. They're not limited to that. Cause obviously there's going to be some movements in there that anybody can pretty much do. Yeah. Uh, but those are the movements that will give you a better idea as to what, um, division you should sign up for based off weight loading and or uh, the complexity of the movement, so to speak. 
And like one caveat a lot of people will always say is, or you know, like, oh, well, I don't want to hold anybody back. And the whole, well, really, the two things when it comes to this, this partner competition that I want you to keep in mind is, one, you, you probably should be finding a partner who is roughly on the same fitness level as you, obviously, but somebody who has the opposite strength and weaknesses of you, right? So and we're not doing this, like you're not the same person. Yeah, like maybe you're the strong person, they're more the gymnastics person, right? So the way we're gonna try to structure the workout is, you know, one might favor you and one might favor them, right? Where you're gonna take up some more of the slack on one of the workouts and they take up more slack on the other one. That's the point of having a partner and doing partner competition. It's not the point that you're gonna be holding back anybody. Uh, if you do it appropriately, find the right person, that's how you should probably pair up is that, yeah, you're gonna be some workouts where maybe you're the weak link, but there's probably gonna be a workout where they're the weak link, right? And so finding that balance of, of a partner and it's, it, and also to a degree as well, like it's meant to kind of get you a little bit outside your comfort zone. It's meant to push you a little bit. It's meant to push you a little bit. And uh, I think sometimes we get into our little comfort box when it comes to um, our fitness, so to speak. And we talked about this, like people always choosing like the same color over and over yeah. and over again. And uh, this is an opportunity for you to, like and it's kind of part of the open as well, to push outside your comfort zone a little bit and kind of expand that box out a little bit and, and push the levels that you maybe you haven't thought you could get to. And that kind of opens up a whole nother box, you know, of fitness for you down the road, right? And so don't be afraid to sign up for something like this and find your partner who's going to maybe push you outside your comfort zone. Um, because I, I feel like that's one of the best parts about doing partner stuff is that, for one, it's shared suffering, yeah. you know, so, you know, to a degree, even if you falter, they can help you out. And then... Like you're struggling. Yeah, if you're struggling, they can, like, help out, pick up reps, whatever it may be. And, and two... You know, when you have somebody else, so to speak, uh, relying on you, you're more likely to push a little bit harder compared to if it's by, by yourself. Yeah. Right? Like if I'm working out with somebody and let's say maybe I'm dying. You're willing to maybe like go to that dark place. Exactly. I think sometimes like partner workouts can be tougher because of that is because you're more willing to push because you don't want to hold that person back. You're like, oh God, like this person's running a little bit harder than I want to. But I got to keep up because I don't want to hold them back. If you were by yourself, you would pull back from the throttle. Sure. And be like, oh, I'm dying. I was going to hold back a little bit. And you're, you're more willing to let yourself down than you are somebody else sometimes. At least is what I find. And so um, if you guys haven't done that, you got about another, uh, about another week or so to sign up. About a week and a half to sign up for that. Um, so make sure you guys go do that. Um, the week of, we'll release uh, the heat sheets and things like that. We obviously have to close it down a little bit earlier because uh, we got to come up with heats and things like that. We, we, have, we can have people registering last second and then that completely messes up the heat sheets. And, and things of that nature. So people are already partnering up though. So. Really? Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, the more the merrier. And also, if, even if you guys don't want to compete and you just want to come watch, we also need judges and people helping out adjusting the equipment and things like that nature. So the more people we can have come out, even you guys are gonna come watch, the better because we'll probably pull some of you guys to help out judge and help set up the equipment, things like that between heats. And so, um, but anyways, I was kind of racking my brain on what we want to talk about today. I didn't really. Thursday kind of crept up on me this week. Um, and so I kind of thought about thought, thought about this and we'll kind of share our opinions one way or the other. And I don't know how long we'll, we'll kind of jam on this individual topic is, uh, give me your opinion on, do you feel like, I wouldn't say use the word have to, but do you feel like having some type of goal when it comes related to your fitness is needed or not needed? Needed. Needed? I'm going to say needed. Okay, and give your reasons as to why that is. Um, I'm going to say needed just because 
when shit gets tough, you need something to like look back towards or like something to like look forward to, to like keep you going. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so like whether that be in the middle of a workout or whether that be meal prepping or whether that be you just not going to the gym that day, you gotta have something to like make you realize what you're doing it for. I guess. Yeah. That's what my opinion. Well, and I think you go through. And now I'm not saying it has to be like this astronomical huge goal. Mm-hmm. Like it could be like a little goal, um, but. Some sort of goal, I would say, has to. Well, in my opinion, this is what I kind of find with individual people is, and I'm sure you can kind of test this, is that maybe you have people where you kind of have like, when you start this this new fitness journey, right? For most people, starting something like CrossFit is completely something new, a whole new realm of a world they haven't done before. And they have like those first couple years of doing CrossFit, especially like they're very excited about fitness and they want to see improvement and they want to do different moves they haven't done before or lift more weights they haven't done before and, and whatever it may be and they're looking to try to you know pr at certain times and things of that nature but there becomes a little bit of a i don't know exactly what that year is um you know probably somewhere around that four to five year marker for some people where you start to see that transition kind of go into well um maybe going for certain goals isn't maybe as exciting to them so mm-hmm. to speak and in the process they uh they don't have they don't have goals so to speak right now they're just kind of working out at wheel they're, like they're just kind of like in a certain there's like in a, they're in a habit of kind of coming to the gym x amount of times a week uh, and i think you know you as you kind of get older as you progress in life and things like that i think you do have seasons and times where it's okay, well, maybe you don't have goals per se. Like, there's nothing individually that you're necessarily striving towards. Like, um, in the way of performance and or aesthetics, you could be like, hey, I'm right now at where I'm at my point in life, I'm okay with the, the weight that I'm at um, or my body composition that I'm at. Uh, overall, I come to the gym and I'm pretty happy where my fitness level is. Uh, you know, I'm more in a, in a maintenance mode. And I think there's times and periods throughout your life that you are, should be okay with that, right? Because especially through different seasons of your life, you know, you know, maybe you just had a kid or maybe jobs more stressful or whatever that degree may become. Um, but also the caveat to that is what I find with people as well, when they end up getting into that mode a little bit is after a while, you start to see some slipping going on, okay. if that makes sense. Where uh, like backtrack. backtracking, where you know they went they went hard for a while and they kind of went into maintenance mode and they backed off maybe a little bit, but then they back off a little bit more. Uh-huh. They back off a little bit more, back off a little bit more, and then you know a year goes by, and all of a sudden now they're upset because maybe they're 10 or 15 pounds heavier than they were last year, or they've increased skeletal muscle mass, or maybe they've gotten weaker, or they go to retest an old workout and they're a minute slower on the workout, whatever it may be. And um, in the process, they can get a little down on themselves. And then then on top of that, they end up, you know, maybe slipping down further down the path because they're like, oh, now I suck. And I'm not as good as I used to be, whatever, whatever it may be. And, um, and, I, and I think there's something to be said, like if you can to zone out and start to realize, okay, 
obviously this past year I didn't put the work in like I did the previous years, Mm -hmm. right? And being okay with that. But essentially what I'm trying to say here is setting some type of goals, even if it's not necessarily performance-based, and it's mainly more aesthetics-based, right? So maybe you have more of a goal of like dropping a little bit more weight or dropping body fat percentage or increasing skeletal muscle mass that a lot of times you end up, um, when you set that goal, your actions then follow the goal that you want to a degree, right? And when you don't have direction to the goal for a certain goal, uh, you end up letting your fitness to a degree start to slide, right? Um, And like I said, I think there's times of the year or times in life that that's okay to let slide just because things are taking more priority than other, like than your fitness itself, right? Like, um, like we talked about with, you know, different things and I think that's okay, but, um, but don't be surprised if you let that go on for, for extended amounts month, of time month, month, month. that you're going to, your fitness is going to start slipping a little bit and your body composition might start changing some. And I think that's a little bit of the, uh, the, the pro and con there, right? And that's a little bit of what's going to happen. Um, but I, I do think in the long run that you should go through periods of setting goals. And I think right now you do definitely have a handful of people where, uh, you know, they're they're just kind of going through the motions on a daily basis. They're not really setting any particular... They to work towards. Yeah, they don't have anything to work towards per se. Um, and I, and I, I, in my opinion... You know, I think most of you guys that are listening to this should truly think about the things that are the most important to you, right? And like setting general goals to work and strive for, try strive towards, um, you know, and and something that's you just can't make something out of thin air, right? You just can't be like, oh, I'm just gonna make a goal of this, right? That if it's not important to you, then obviously you're not gonna you're work not gonna towards it, right? But you need to truly sit down and kind of like think about where you are in your fitness journey and decide, okay, what is something that would make me more excited to work on a more regular basis and um, something I can strive towards, so to speak, right? And if you can form a game plan, right, the process is a lot more enjoyable mm-hmm. compared to if you just kind of, or just kind of go one day by day, uh, you'll have a tendency to, to find yourself less motivated over a period of time um, and less consistent with your fitness over a period of time as well. And so, really sit down and, and, and decide and, it, and most people usually kind of fall into the camp of like a little bit of all three of these things of like okay like I am working out because of longevity wise you know fast forward 30 years from now I don't want to be decrepit and not be able to do the stuff that I want to do I still want to be healthy for the long run I think people fall in that buck a little bit I think if you're tw- like if you're Kel's age at 20 some years old, you, that's probably a bunch of bullshit right now. You're not really thinking about 30 years from now. But when you're getting your 40s and 50s, like obviously that's a humongous thing that that's more of a priority. But I do think some people, most people fall in that bucket to a degree. I think also to a bucket, people want to look physically better yeah. with their shirt off or naked in general. And then the third bucket is people want to feel athletic. You know, perform like perform something. decently well in a in a fitness setting. I think all three of those are important to people. Some are some some buckets are a little bit more important to others, and you need to think about okay, what are those? Based off those three things, what goal is going to align with maybe 
And it could be just like towards one individual bucket or it could be a goal that, that goes towards all three, right? And so like for instance, <clears throat> when it comes to the like something, let's say a goal that's going towards all three, longevity, looking better and performance. The majority of people here that's probably having to do with dropping some type of overall body mass, right? Losing weight, dropping body fat percentage. And a lot of that has to do with obviously nutrition-based things, right? So setting goals, like for instance, like I do an in-body scan. I then get the in-body scan, let's say for a male, an ideal body fat percentage between 10 and 20%. Let's say maybe I'm 18% body fat, all right? Which is, is still not a bad general range, but if I want to maybe live a little better life and look better and perform a little better so I can do like pull-ups and push-ups a little bit easier and, and also be able to breathe a little bit better so I can perform better in the gym, maybe I set a goal of like, hey, I'd like to get down to maybe like 14% body fat, mm-hmm. right? So you now have a goal for that, right? And a good goal is about a percent per month. So now you even have like smaller incremental goals like, okay, well, 18% at the end of February, by the end of March, I'm gonna be at 17%, right? And so you start taking more control of your nutritional habits. Right, and because you're taking more control of your morning nutritional habits, maybe you're sleeping a little bit more, and because maybe also you know the fact like okay, you also need to have better body composition. I need to come work out instead of working out three times a week, and you work out four to five times a week, and so it's just kind of a snowball effect thereafter. Yeah, and all those things can then aid into all three of those buckets. <clears throat> That's probably where the number one thing most people falter is in that nutritional area, right? Um, and then when it comes to maybe you're just wanting to perform better, right? You can maybe set an optimal goal of like, hey, I want to get my first trip pull. So maybe twice a week, I'm going to sit back and work on my strip pulling power for, you know, two times a week 10, for 10 to 15 minutes a day, right? Um, but we have formulating some type of game plan for things that really are important to you, I think are extremely important, right? And I think a lot of people, when they, they don't have that, Right, and then you just kind of like generally ask them how their fitness is going. They're like, "Oh, you know, it's okay. It could do be better. You know, I really would like to lose a little bit more weight, or um, you know, be more consistent in the gym." Then you ask, them, "Okay, well, what's the goal?" And they don't have one. Those are the people that are usually having a hard time being consistent as more than what they are currently. And formulating, I think, a goal is is extremely important for people to do regularly, not always, depending yeah. on where you are in the season of life. But if you have you know, you're in a season of life where, you know, stress is pretty regulated. It's not really going up and down. It, like, for instance, let's say you take somebody who's an accountant, right? Uh-huh. Like they might have, you know, from the first half of the year, it's going to be a lot more stressful than the back half of the year, right? Where the, maybe they really prioritize fitness goals from the summer to the fall. And then they come into this, like the winter and springtime, maybe their fitness takes a little bit more of a backseat, right? And so they have these seasons of the year that they're more, they're more regimented than others. But let's say maybe you're more like Kaylee where she's a teacher where she's pretty regulated where, okay, she's going to work at 7.30, she's getting out at 3.30. Mm-hmm. And it's not, there's not seasons of her year that are going to be more stressful than others, right? Other than like her being off in the summer. And so maybe she sets, like for us, obviously right now, like having like a new baby early on, like maybe fitness takes a little bit of a hit because you are sleeping less, you have more chaos going on, and you're just not as regimented. And that's okay at the time. But as things start to settle down, you pick it back up and you be more regimented with making more goals for yourself. Um, so I do think it, it's important throughout your fitness life cycle that 
you do set goals pretty regularly, right? And you might have some seasons here and there that you don't, but overall you should. It's kind of my opinion. Okay. And so... Uh, so and, you're in the yes boat. Yeah, mainly yes than no, right? I think there's there's times... Like, if you'd ask me this probably five, six years ago, pre-kids, I'd be like, yeah, you always need to have goals, right? Yeah. But I do understand there's seasons where uh, your, your fitness... Doesn't doesn't place as high on the prior list compared to just because you you have like if you think of it like blocks right where if you have like work being a block um, your fitness being a block family being a block uh, as being like most people occasionally fall in those three pillars of like those are like the main things that eat up most of their time in a week is like work social life um, you know fitness uh, family things of that nature right when you're in your twenties right maybe the work block isn't, is, you know, um, okay size. Let's say, you know, family block isn't that big because you don't have, you're not raising a family of your own. You really don't have maybe you and your girlfriend or your spouse at the time. So that block's not really taking up that much time. Um, you know, and then from there, your social life maybe takes a little bit bigger block, but you ultimately have a, a, a choice of how big that block is, right? And then your fitness can be a, a lot bigger of a block because you have more time to devote to that, right? And so, but as you get a little bit older into your 30s and 40s, right, work comes a little bit more time consuming, right? You're working more hours, so that's a bigger block. You have kids to raise, right? So that's a bigger block because you're having to spend more time with family and raising kids, that's a bigger block. Your social life, depending on you, can be a bigger, smaller, or smaller block compared to your 20s. And then you have your fitness, right? And there's, those blocks can only get so big before they obviously expand past your limitation on how much time you can devote into a day. And, you know, that fitness block may shrink or uh, increase in size depending on how those other blocks are looking, right? And that looks different at different phases in life and even periods of time throughout your year. And so, um, but what I've noticed is that a lot of times with people as they kind of get into their late 30s into their 40s, right? Like kids have gotten a little bit older now. They're not having to wipe butts all the time. They're not having to spend like as much time like in like on top of, of the kids, so to speak, that um, they've gone so long without setting fitness goals of some kind that they've kind of like backslid over a period of time. And so getting back in there and understanding, okay, like I really have a little bit more time on my hands than what I did like five, 10 years ago. I really need to start really determining where my goals are and where they're lying at, right? That doesn't mean when I'm younger that I can let my fitness completely slide off, right? But I think it's one of those things where you understand, could I be more fit and spend more time? Yeah, probably, but these other things are taking more of a priority in my life right now. And then as you get a little bit older, you have more free time. You can then devote, obviously, more time to your fitness, right? Like, even take me, for an example, where five, six years ago, I was able to, I had more time to devote to fitness, right? And I hate to say, like, I don't have time because it's all about what you put priorities into, um, but I'm not willing to devote as much time to me being the fittest person I could I could be right because right now. I, like I put more priority on the business being successful or and honestly having three little ones coming on four little ones that that takes up a lot more time as well and something is gonna have to take a hit for me to um, devote more time to my fitness right whether that be less time with the family or spending less time in my business things of that nature, white, and I'm not willing to sacrifice those things as of right now. And so I think it's being realistic with your time, what you're willing to devote to. But I think 
most people probably have um, more time to devote to it than they're willing to admit they sometimes. Did. And uh, yeah, they're not willing to, their other things are taking more priorities in their lives than they would, like I said, than they would like to admit to a degree. I think, um, you know, people try to use certain excuses for, you know, the reasons why they can't be here or um, can't be consistent as they would like to be. And, um, you know, I'm not saying you need to spend three hours in the gym, right? I'm still working out, you know, me personally, five to six times a week, uh, you know, trying to devote at least 30 minutes after the class. So about an hour and a half of doing total work, right? I understand, obviously, I'm a little bit of a caveat because I own a gym. I'm here at yeah. the gym already, right? That's a little bit, that's not quite, it's kind of a little bit apples and oranges. But you do have plenty of people here who have little kids who work full-time jobs who still come in five times a week, right? And like, you have to use somebody that's a little bit more comparable to where you are in your life. And there's still plenty of people who are prioritizing fitness enough to get in to see the results that you want. Um, I, th I think for most people, like we talked about this before, where if you can set goals of, I think realistically, if you truly want to see good body composition goals um, and performance-based goals, you at least need to be showing up a minimum of three times a week, ultimately more like four to five times a week, and then taking care of your nutritional protocols, right? I think that's the number one thing that people are lacking when it comes to the three buckets that we talked about is that they're not taking care of their nutrition like they should, right? Um, and are, because that's things that doesn't take up any more, more extra time than what you're doing now. You're not having to spend way more time in the gym than what you're doing, right? If you guys are working out four times a week and maybe you're plateauing to where uh, you could still see performance improvements just by taking care of nutrition without even training any differently, right? Just by eating better. Just by taking better control of your nutrition. And so uh, now if there's like one individual thing maybe that you want to work on a little bit more, yeah, maybe you have to spend a little extra time in the gym to do that. But overall, I think nutrition is where most people falter to see the, the, the three things that they're trying to striving towards. So I think if anything, you should be making nutritional goals, um, you know, more so than performance-based goals. But for some people, if they have the extra time to devote into the gym, like basically what I'm trying to break it down to is you, if you know realistically, okay, I really can't devote that much more time to the gym. I'm coming four times a week, five times a week. Like I'm like, that's, and I'm like, that's con super consistent for me. And that's, I'm maxed out. Like, Realistically, I don't have any more time I'm willing to devote to the gym, and and you're and that's solid. That's then, but you still want more, right? You you want to see something improvement happen. Well, then it's your your call. Then is either you know sleep and nutrition, right? And that doesn't require any more time in the gym. That requires time outside the gym and focusing and all that. Um, and then for some people that could be you know if it's performance based, then making more of a sacrifice in your week to find more hours in your week to devote to working on one individual thing, right? And so, but all in all, yes, I do think that having certain goals is what allows you to stay motivated more consistently. Um, it's not like motivation is always going to be there, right? But I find people are more successful having some type of game plan to work yeah. towards. It's not necessarily that you're always motivated, right? But you're making a game plan. When you're not motivated, it helps you go. Yeah, exactly. You have something to kind of keep working towards, right? Because you know, like, okay, well, 
I don't get my ass up and go go do this, right? I'm, I'm one less step closer to what I kind of work towards. Um, but those are the people I find to be most suc- successful and consistent at the gym. Compared to people who are just kind of like coming at free will. Yeah. Uh, they're just kind of um, just kind of going through the motions like, ah, oh, you know, I know I should probably come and get some fitness in, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, they're, they're not they're not consistent enough, right? And because they're not consistent enough, they're not seeing the results that they want. And because the process is not seeing the results that they want, they they they, they quit they quit coming to the gym as much, blah blah. blah. And it's just a, a vicious cycle from there. And so, um, so yeah, I don't I mean I, I, hopefully I didn't talk too much in circles there. But uh, so yes, all in all, I guess the short answer is yes. Yes, you should. You should. So, um, but anything else you want to add to that, there, Kyle? I don't think so. I think I think having goals are good though. Like even if, like kind of like you said, even if it's like a little goal or a big goal, um, just something to keep you moving forward. I guess. Yeah. So, uh, so hopefully you guys got some out of that. Um, like I said, I mean, and, and Coach Kale reaches out to you guys. You know, our goal is to reach out to you guys at least once a quarter or roughly four times a yeah. year. Is kind of the goal. Um, and a lot of times, you know, when he's reaching out to you guys, you know, one of the main factors of that is is talking to you guys about kind of what you want. And, and him maybe help guide you to the you know the area that you need to be, um, but definitely really sit down and really think about it. Right, I think sometimes we just we don't even take the time to even think about that first. And I know it's kind of cliche of like understanding like what's your why, so to speak. But um, it makes a difference. It makes it. I mean, just sitting down for like ten or fifteen minutes, just like one time, and like truly understanding like, okay, what do I want all this? What what am I doing here? And you know, understanding why you're doing it in the first place and then mapping out a game plan to get to a certain spot uh, can help out tremendously working towards things, right? And like and those goals can change and shift over a period of time, but making like, you know, a, a, some type of uh, golden goal is, is the word, but um, like, let's say maybe I want to like get- Like a super goal goal? Like a super goal, yeah. Like, a, like, a, like hey, hey, here's the peak of the mountain yeah. for me. Um, and then having like small incremental steps between there is, you know, obviously because like the research says, like you have, if you set like this big hairy audacious goal, that's like this, like, like, oh my God, this seems so far away that it's like, there's no way in hell I'm ever going to get there. Then you're probably going to quit early, but you're like, okay, well, this is like the top of the mountain, but like, here's the next level in front of me, right? If I want to have visible abs, I know, okay, for me, that's probably getting down for like a male, like close to single digit body fat. Well, I know okay, I'm 10% away from that. If I can set a goal of like having visible ads by next year, okay, well, my next goal right now is to go from 20% body fat down to 19% body fat, right? That's just my, that's the goal that's directly in front of my face. And eventually you, you knock out one tier at a time. That's what obviously gets you there. But um, but anyways, uh, so hopefully you guys got something out of that. Think about some goals that you would like to achieve, for, you know, especially going into the summer. You guys are starting to get that point in time. We're starting to get warm outside and, you're gonna have your shirts off more. You're gonna have be about the pool and the beach and things of that nature. So you guys usually become a little more health conscious this time of the year. And so really start thinking about those things that you want. And uh, if you got any questions or um, concerns about that, you're like, hey, this because this we don't reach out to you, reach out to us and just kind of say, hey, like, you know, listen to the podcast, I really thought about it. You know, this is some things I really would like to work towards. You know, what's your thoughts on it or, you know, how do I go about getting there? What's your best action of game plan? And we can help you out from there. So, uh, yeah, so we'll see you guys, I guess, it's tomorrow for uh, 23.2. I guess, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. So, 
Any any predictions? Let's say predictions real quickly, and we'll, we'll sign off. All right. Uh, <coughs> my prediction. Are we, are we doing like solid? So you're, stuff so you're saying. So you're saying repeat. That's your prediction. Repeat. Um, I'm not saying repeat. No, I'm no repeat. No repeat. Okay. I'm saying no repeat. Um, but I'm gonna call some sort of time frame window. So you're gonna have to complete a certain okay. amount of work in a time frame and then move on. Um, but I'm gonna say. There's gonna be a box involved. I don't know what we're doing with the box. Okay. But there's gonna be a box involved, and then I'm gonna say there's gonna be. I'm gonna say box. That's all I got. I'm just okay. going box. This is what I'm gonna say. I just kind of thought of this, and this is random. So, because you talked about the repeats, I'm say it's not a direct repeat. It's a okay. spinoff of a repeat. Spinoff. Spinoff of a repeat. Okay. Or not not a spinoff of a workout. So, and I'm going to take Dave Castro's hint uh, in, into what it is. I'm going to take that into consideration. Okay. Even though a lot of times it doesn't make sense, I'm going to take it into consideration this time. So, a set of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 dumbbell snatch and burpee box jump, 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 dumbbell snatches, and 15 burpee box jumps after each set. So, instead of going to us, and you're going to do the same thing, but decent. So, backwards 17.1. Yes. So, it's somewhat repeating, but it's not repeating at the same time. That's what we might call that's a nasty comedy. So by the time you guys listen to this, the workouts should probably already be produced, so we'll see how wrong we actually were. But that's my prediction. Didn't they repeat that workout like three years ago? Two years ago? Mm, did they actually repeat it? I don't think yeah, they did. I thought they did. I don't thought they did. Because they did the same, because remember Trade Uncle did it, and he came out flying out. It was the same did year they? they did, same year they did Wall Walks. First year where they did wall walks. Maybe they did. Because they I did wall walks and double unders. Well, I could be wrong, obviously. But that's my, I'm still going to stick with that prediction. Okay, that's a, that's a good guess. I'm going to say 50 down to I'm 10. Just, I'm keeping them a box. I think it's going to be a box. I think you have some sort of window. Okay. Maybe maybe some double unders. Okay. Uh, that's going to be my vote. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. See you. All right, By the way, guys. afternoon rules. Just saying. It's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> later. <laughs>